0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 1785, the one-year business rears its head again, so we will talk about that, and we'll also talk about the integration of Carrie Fisher's previously recorded performances into The Rise of Skywalker. Let's go. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and before we begin, I want to give a quick shout-out to the one, the only, the incomparable brainstormer, Lonnie, and if you're not... Somebody who's listened to the show for a while, then you may not be familiar with the name, but that is my wife, my business partner, my good time gal in this whole crazy adventure called life. And I am so incredibly grateful to her for so many reasons. It happens to be her birthday today. And so happy birthday, my dear love. And thank you so much for making so many things about this life possible and always wonderful. All right. Let's talk about this whole one-year business, okay? So, in case you need the refresher, last year, Empire Magazine reported that John Boyega had said it was a year in-universe in between the events of The Last Jedi and the rise of Skywalker. And then, when he was questioned about that, he said, I don't remember giving that interview, ha 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 ha, on Twitter, you know, with the emojis. And nobody could produce an interview where he said that. Like It was just attributed to him But it wasn't actually attributed as a quote. It was just that John Boyega has said this, right? So, not exactly official. And then later, there was another media outlet escaping me now that suggested that J.J. Abrams had said it was one year in between the events of The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. And this was before Star Wars Celebration. And, yeah, again, no interview that actually says, this is it, this is where he said it. So, who knows? And... Even at celebration, they would not commit to a year. They just said, some period of time has passed, or some time has passed. And that's all that they were willing to say. And the other time thing that we know about is that if you are lucky enough, and if I am lucky enough, to get into Galaxy's Edge anytime soon, well, whenever we happen to get in there, the events of Galaxy's Edge, like when you step into that environment, you're stepping into a time period that takes place approximately six months before the events of The Rise of Skywalker. But... How much time has passed between The Last Jedi and what you encounter in Galaxy's Edge? Eh, yeah, I don't know. So hopefully that's stuff that will become a little bit clearer with the new canon material that we're going to be getting over the next little while. But now we have another statement of one year. And let me give it to you in context. So here's where it appears... In the article, as written by Lev Grossman from Vanity Fair, he's talking about Oscar Isaac and Poe Dameron, and the quote says this, Poe will have to step up and become a leader because the Resistance is seriously short on officer material. In fact, some of that transformation will already have happened where the rise of Skywalker picks up, which is about a year after the end of The Last Jedi. There has been a bit of shared history that you haven't seen, Isaac says. Whereas in the other films, Poe is this kind of lone wolf. Now he's really part of a group. They're going out and going on missions and have a much more familiar dynamic now, unquote. All right, so going out on missions together over the course of a year? Okay, maybe so. And elsewhere in the article, it does state that Rey's Jedi training is almost complete. Not entirely complete, but almost complete. And the way it's written, it talks about how you know, she's been studying with all of the books that she took from Octo and the Force Tree Library. But, you know, that is written in a way that, you know, it's hard to tell whether somebody said, hey, Lev, this is the deal. She's almost complete with her training because of the books or whatever. But, you know, there's, there's so much that is not in the interview and so much that... You know, you go, oh, where is this all coming from? Ugh, ah, just one year still just doesn't feel right to me. I don't know. I would love to hear what you think about this, whether you think it's at all plausible that it's just one year in between the events of these movies. So wherever you happen to catch this episode, if there's a comment section, then drop one there and let me know what you think. And if not, then by all means, check in at home base for the show, which is sw7x7.com. Just look for the post for this episode. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. And then when I come back, we'll talk Carrie Fisher and her integration into scenes in The Rise of Skywalker. So stay tuned for that. Hey there. If you're enjoying all the coverage that I'm bringing you from Star Wars Celebration and what I do every single day for you at Star Wars 7x7, I hope you'll consider putting something in the tip jar at patreon.com slash sw7x7. 7 one 327 dollars 501 dollars or more. Honestly, every little bit helps and every little bit is just as exciting as every other little bit. Please consider supporting me in the work of delivering Star Wars stories and interviews to you on a daily basis at patreon.com sw7x7. Welcome back. All right, so in one of the side articles that I happened to mention by Joanna Robinson, one of the side articles talked about Billy Lord actually being in scenes with Carrie Fisher in The Rise of Skywalker. And this is just mind-blowing. It really is. But as far as how they were actually able to do this, well, all we've known so far is that there were elements from The Force Awakens and seemingly from The Last Jedi as well where there's cutting room floor stuff with Carrie Fisher. And they said, okay, we can use this footage. Like, what can we do with it? And so, in the Vanity Fair stories, J.J. Abrams has shed a little bit more light on this whole thing. Here's what he had to say. In the article, Joanna Robinson writes, Abrams calls the process of digging out Fisher's performance a, quote, bizarre kind of left-side, right-side-of-the-brain sort of Venn diagram thing of figuring out how to create the puzzle based on the pieces we had, unquote. The Rise of Skywalker team wrote scenes around the existing Fisher footage and shot other angles, matched lighting, and put together a finished product, quote, as if we were doing a reshoot and doing someone's side, which happens all the time, unquote. Now, Robinson's article also does a check on the digital recreation of Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia in Rogue One and saying that that wasn't so well received, which, you know, uh, I don't know if that's a completely accurate characterization, necessarily of it, but um, there's also, you know talk about the decision to not recast her and to not create her digitally for episode 9 and that this was the way that it was going to be done. And it sounds like, just based on this, of course they're going to tell us exactly what we want to hear. You know, that's kind of a given anyway, to some degree, right? But this is exactly what you would want to hear. This is exactly how you would hope that they are going to describe the process of bringing Carrie Fisher and her final performance into The Rise of Skywalker. This is exactly how you would hope it would be. And it sounds like it's completely natural as far as Anyone's acting performance would have been, you know, whether Carrie was still alive and they were just taking the footage and they said, oh, no, we got to redo the scenes with, uh, you know, Daisy Ridley because there was something weird with her audio or there was something weird with her costume or something like that, you know, or, you know, same with Billy Lord or anybody else who's going to be in a scene with her. And so this is about as you know, wonderful a news as we could hope to get at this point in the process. And I will say that it was definitely no accident, I think, that when they published photos for the Vanity Fair article, one of the photos is of John Williams conducting one of the um, you know one of the pieces for the Rise of Skywalker score, and as you may or may not know, they often you know show the film in the background or show scenes in the background for what they're actually orchestrating against. And the photo in the Vanity Fair story is of John Williams and the orchestra, and on screen is Carrie Fisher in some you know, very verdant green background. And so, yeah, your heart kind of goes a flutter with that. In fact, I actually am using that photo as the Facebook cover for the Star Wars 7x7 Facebook page. And interestingly enough, when you save it off the website, it seems like it was formatted for just that purpose, bizarrely enough. So I'm sure there really are <laughs> no accidents in that regard. Anyway, all right, that is going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always.